Hey, this is Tony Boss Bowling coming to you from the Lincoln Attic Podcast. Hey, hey, it's Jason ODB, a.k.a. The Lincoln Attic, coming at you with episode 17. Thanks for everyone that's continued to be patient and uh, allow me to kind of get back on track here. Now, if you're a new listener, go back and you can listen to the previous 16 episodes. Uh, typically, you can easiest way to do that is download Podbean whether you're on an iPhone or Android device, and you can go back and you can listen to each individual episode. Now, being that there's a small catalog, if you're on an iPhone, more than likely, you can go back and listen to those other episodes as well. Now, I want to start with thanking Devious Customs for being one of our sponsors. You can visit deviouscustoms.com to order parts for your Lincoln, including some key replacement parts like window switches that they offer with a, a nice bezel made out of billet. Or you can even order other items like air suspension. And he's constantly releasing new products. Just this week, he launched new uh, hood hinge mounts that are made out of billet aluminum. So go out and follow Jeff Devious Customs on Facebook, Devious Customs, or on Instagram, search Devious Customs. Give him a follow. Now, I also want to thank Colorado Custom Wheels also known as CC Cycle Wheels. Honestly, the best in the scene, if you go to coloradocustom.com, that's coloradocustom with no S, .com, you can go check out all of their wheels, including their Lincoln replica wheels that look just like the hubcaps. Hit Michael and team up for your billet needs. They will take care of you. They also make the steering wheels. But my favorite thing are the Lincoln wheels, and I'll be running those with some wide white wall tires on my 6 fo All right, so on this episode, basically we're going to have Ran on, and uh, Ran is a good dude. He's been part of the Lincoln community the last several years, and I've been talking with him for about a year about doing some audio, and it finally worked out where we could both sit down. We'll talk about you know how he got tied into Lincoln's, and um, really most importantly, about his amazing coupe. It's really one of the coolest cars, and you'll hear me talking there a little bit. I mean, seeing the photos of it, I mean, I even thought that it had a narrowed rear end, nice big lip on that rear wheel. So uh, many of you probably follow him on Instagram, possibly. If not, you're definitely going to want to check out his car, and then he has some big news about the car that he'll share a little bit later during that interview. Now, as we move forward, I want to recap the previous episode and thank Pat from Canada for coming on. Uh, you can always listen on the web as well, lincolnaddict.podbean.com for you, for those of you that kind of sit at a desk job and you're able to kind of pull it up in your browser. But Lincoln Talk with Pat Tehan, uh, he's a great dude. He's really a pillar in this Lincoln community. He, I believe, is an admin within the Suicide Slabs Facebook group which honestly is one of the best out there. And uh, Pat's 64 sedan is uh, an awesome car. We talk a little bit about the rear auto drop kits that he has launched. I get tons of questions and comments about, hey, I want to do this pillar delete. How easy is it? So on and so forth. And Pat talks about the product that he can offer you that will be kind of a new school version of the old school setups in the convertibles that dropped the rear window. So uh, you can go out on Instagram and follow Pat. Just type in Pat, T-E-A-T, 
Tehan, T-E-A-H-A-N. Give him a follow. He also has a YouTube channel. We talk about it, and he does some very cool videos. Really, he does stuff that's really out of my league in terms of his knowledge. And uh, to me, it's you know new school meeting the old school, and he's really modernized his 64. It's awesome. You can take a look at the cover art for the last episode, episode 16, and it gives you an idea of his awesome car. I think it's Princeton Gray, technically, is the color name, I believe. Now, moving forward, um, you know, typically I have this section called Lincoln Life Updates, right? Just general stuff that I see out there. And Lincoln Life Updates are brought to you by our family at Steel Rubber. I constantly get questions about what moldings should I use for my car, weather stripping, rather. And the answer is simple it's Steel Rubber. That's S T E E L E Rubber. Go to their website and uh, use the hashtag sealed with steel, that's S-T-E-E-L-E, as I mentioned, and uh, they will uh, occasionally feature different vehicles, especially Lincolns that are sealed with steel. It's steelrubber.com. You can order a free catalog that's sent to you. It's tailored to your make and model, and with these Lincolns, I always tell people, uh, create a spreadsheet, whether it's in Excel or Google Sheets, Make a column for the price, make a column for the part number, make a column for the description, and kind of figure out what you need, budget, and over the course of time, at least buy a few pieces because when your car is sealed with steel, you know you're taken care of, you'll be all set. It reduces, it helps to reduce the road noise as well as keep your car sealed from the elements, including rain. All right, so the Lincoln Life updates, uh, the first thing I wanted to mention is For 64 and 65, I do have a new offering. It is the rear bumper inserts. So on 64, they were kind of flat. They had these grid patterns painted on. And those grid patterns I offer as a sticker kit that's in addition to flat billet aluminum pieces. Uh, You can either purchase one or the other if yours are in good shape. You can purchase the grid patterns and have those installed on your existing pieces. Or for 64, you could pick up the build aluminum flat pieces and the sticker patterns. Now, uh, I'm not a good, you know, when it comes to vinyl. So I did have a friend install those for me, and they came out fantastic on my 64. Now, typically, it could take up to four weeks to ship. Lately, it's been less than seven days, and they are produced and mailed out with a tracking number to you. Now, want to show some love as well to the 65 guys, right? So I had some requests, and they said, hey, I need the 65. 65 is different. They've got the groove patterns, as I call them. And with the build aluminum, my guy machines those groove patterns in. Those do cost a little bit more money. However, uh, you can either leave them in polished build aluminum or paint the lines on yourself or have someone that is uh, with a steady hand, like a pinstriper, paint those black lines on for you, but go to ourlifestylepodcast.com. That's our other website that I produce and co-host, ourourlifestylepodcast.com. And on the left, select products and then go down to Lincoln Addict, and you will see the few offerings that I have there, including those billet rear bumper insert pieces. So let me know if you have questions, Podcast at gmail.com. Now, the other offering that I have that you'll see on the website are the new Lincoln Attic stickers. So 
I basically went with a 2.0 logo. I had a friend design it. It's uh, based upon a convertible. Those were in white with uh, an airbag to Lincoln that was on stock wheels with a nice little white wall tire. Those quickly sold out. So thanks to everyone that made a purchase. Now I have the 2.5, I'm calling it logo, which is the same. However, it's a blue convertible that ties into my 64 Lincoln Continental. And the wheels, of course, are Colorado custom wheels that will be on my car. So for $5, you can purchase a, um, a sticker, cheap shipping. I usually ship out the next business day. And uh, you'll be all set. Uh, Lincoln Attic stickers, again, are available on my website, rlifestylepodcast.com. So here's a few things. Now, granted, it's been some time. I know it's been some time since I'm kind of getting back on track here. But um, I'm going to go through a few news stories that I uh, continue to save over the course of time. And this one was way back last year. Lincoln Navigator has a surprise waiting for the Cadillac Escalade. This is on carbuzz.com. The Cadillac the Escalade is an all-new model for 2021, and it looks to be formidable foe for its uh, longtime rival, the Lincoln Navigator. However, the Navigator was completely redesigned in 2018 and has been a smash hit ever since. However, Lincoln isn't taking any chances regarding its, in, um, its incoming Cadillac competitor. As part of that effort, Ford Authority claims it has learned that a new Navigator Special Edition package will arrive soon. It'll be part of the already ultra-luxurious Navigator Black Label trim, the name Special Edition, will reportedly remain and it will boost a number of aesthetic upgrades. So, you know, listen, it's kind of old news now, but there's a guy, Dave Shulman, in our truck scene that built a Navigator, which on the tag, it's Navigator. And uh, it's probably the most wild Lincoln Navigator you'll ever see. I've always enjoyed these, even back to the bigger back window original models that they launched many moons ago. Actually, one was featured in one of the first Street Trucks magazines. I'd say the first mm, 10, maybe five issues back in 99-2000. But uh, there's no doubt that uh, Lincoln, as I've talked about in the past, are going all in on these SUVs. And it's smart because there has been this shift in the market to people that are not buying sedans. They're buying SUVs and trucks, bottom line. Now, we constantly, anytime I post either the uh, Lincoln Continental, the new version, or the the version that Detroit Deviant uh, came up with that looked like a convertible, or even the one that's almost 20 years old, maybe 15, 20 years old, that was the concept version of the Continental. Every time those are post, people were like, man, sign me up. I would buy it in a heartbeat. But the numbers just do not show that. Of course, many of us thought the newer cars should have had the suicide doors out of the gate. It didn't, so it is what it is. We'll have to see how long the trend in America continues to stay with trucks and SUVs. I don't really see a change in that. I mean, the sedans are old school by many standards, and uh, like even my grandfather, my my wife's grandfather, we had lunch today, and he's ninety. He turned ninety last June. He'll be ninety-one this June, and yeah, he was always rocking Cadillac uh, Devilles, and uh, he had a little small commuter car that he, you know got around town and whatnot, but when he would drive to Michigan and back or Pittsburgh and back, he would always take his Cadillac DeVille, but he recently traded in his car. He gets around, he does all the stuff that we would do at our age, and uh, he's still out there enjoying life at 90, so it gives me hope, but he traded his car in for an SUV, actually a BMW SUV, and uh, he loves that thing, so it just kind of goes to show you 
even in his age group, you know, 90 years old, I think he was 89 when he traded it in, dude, he doesn't want to sedate anymore. So it's kind of showing you what the market is there. Okay. So uh, next, this is on Auto Revolution. Some massive Ford recalls hit everything from Lincoln MKX to Mustang and F-150. Again, an older story, and it just talked about different recalls pertaining to problems announced at Blue Oval last year. And um, it was going to have to repair like over 700,000 cars. This was due to like some sort of insufficient electrical issue on the printed circuit boards. All I could tell you is my wife has a 2017 Ford Explorer, and it has had a ton of recalls. Now, I'm not throwing it under the bus. I mean, Lincoln is like my main thing that I like. I'm not really necessarily a big Ford fan. Uh, we do. We have enjoyed her car. I'll talk more in a future episode. She had a catastrophic transmission issue, which affected some of the Ford Explorers. And, um, you know, I kind of mixed on it. I, You know, my dad's old philosophy, including his dad, was like, hey, if you buy a car and you have issues with it, you know, the old school mentality was like, man, you trade it in. You never go back to that OEM. And... I don't know that I would buy another new Ford. You know, there's always that whole, you know, they didn't take the bailout. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. But I don't know, man. The quality to me, the cars look good, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm when you're taking your stuff in, you're having to take time off from work, and there's so many recalls, it is great that they do what they do uh, in terms of the recall, but a lot of times their hand is forced. And they did take care of us on my wife's transmission issue, which we thought was going to be out of warranty. And they saved us a lot of money. They ended up, I think they installed another transmission. But again, that's for another podcast. Just wanted to mention Auto Revolution, or excuse me, Auto Evolution. Great site, a lot of good information. That's where, usually where I kind of pull it from. And I'll just share one other. This was Lincoln Mark III six-wheel pickup. This was from MotorBiscuit.com. If you're looking for attention, hauling capabilities in a luxurious ride, a six-wheel Mark three Lincoln Continental pickup may be what you need. Did we mention, is this freak crazy or what? And uh, it's kind of funny. It's a 71 Lincoln Mark three six wheel pickup. I'll have to share some photos. I mean, to me, obviously this thing is not anything that I would ever want to drive or see in person, but it's interesting. I continue to see on some of these blog sites where they pick up, you know, from maybe a posting on Facebook or, uh, uh, a classified ad, Facebook Marketplace, whatever, they'll typically pick up and write a story about it. It actually happened to my buddy, Brandon Burrell. They wrote a story about his truck that he refers to. It's a Ram. He calls it Cranberry. And I sent him a link one day. I think, I forget what site it was. And I was like, yo, man, you probably already seen this. And he's like, yeah, someone sent that to me today. I wish they would hit me up. And again, all they did was kind of pick up from hashtags and they wrote a story about this cool Ram and he had no idea. So, you know, word of caution out there is when your stuff, like when your social media, like mine, when it's wide open and you're hashtagging stuff, it's free will, man, for someone to go out there and say, oh, okay, I'm going to pick up and write a story about it. And that's, that's what I continue to see these sites doing. So those are a few Lincoln Life updates brought to you by Steel Rubber. Again, ST. E-E-L-E rubber.com. Check them out. Order a free catalog for your Lincoln today. All right. So next up, here are some what I'll call Lincoln trends and just things that I'm seeing in the marketplace, including uh, any cars that I've helped sell in the past. And uh, a good friend of mine, Dr. Nicholas, we're still trying to sell a couple of his sedans. So you can follow my Lincoln Continental sales on Instagram and you can see those cars, uh, blue one and kind of a gold color 
really nice cars documented. They have a lot of money put into them, probably 10, 15 grand each at least in maintenance and just dialing these things in to be everyday drivers. One even has a rebuilt engine and um, those cars are available. Again, Lincoln Continental Sales on Instagram for more. But his 69 custom convertible was recently uh, finalized and finished by Blair and Teresa here in the Clearwater area. I helped sell this car for a gentleman. Dr. Nicholas had to have it. It's based upon a 6667 that has been totally converted into if Lincoln had built a 69. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of the 69 Lincolns. They kind of were transitioning into the new decade. However, this one's pretty awesome. It has bucket seats. It has the uh, passenger rear mirror pretty much every option available, and it is a convertible. So Blair and Teresa meticulously went through it. They made sure every single thing worked, including upgrading the stereo to a Bluetooth stereo, new exhaust, and so much more. So congrats to Dr. Nicholas. It hit the trailer last week to be sent home, and again, he has two other sedans that are for sale. Follow me, Lincoln Continental Sales, on Instagram for more. And uh, prices are continuing to go up on these cars, including convertibles, a local guy we know um, that I heard of through my friend, he just sold his convertible. I think it's a 63. He did the paint job on it himself many years ago, and he sold it for just under $50,000. It's amazing to me if you're looking to get into one of these cars as an investment or something just to get out there and enjoy like on today, Mother's Day, with your family. Uh, you know, Now is the time. Get out there. Find one that's within your budget and buy one. Obviously, if you listen back to the other episodes, I'll give you a lot of great advice, including uh, kind of tying into a Haggerty article that they wrote uh, sometime back. So, you know, obviously want to get you into a good car so that you're not into a rust bucket, so to speak. But there's plenty of them out there. They're constantly popping up. And uh, the convertibles obviously are on the rise with the pricing. And uh, if you want a convertible, I'd say now is the time because there's not many of them out there. And uh, they're getting more rare, it seems like, by the year. Okay, next we got Lincolns in the movies, TV shows, and or music videos. So each of the last many episodes I can think of, I've covered a TV show, a movie, or in this case, it's going to be a music video where a Lincoln was featured or appeared in the series. Now in this one, for anyone that listens to our lifestyle podcast, which is centered around the mini truck scene, air suspension, old school BMX, all the stuff that we love of the 80s and 90s, you know that I love hip hop music. In Ice Cube has a famous video called Who's the Mac? It's available on YouTube. And around the 32nd mark, you're going to see a blue 66-67 uh, vert with a hideous interior. Now, it can be seen throughout the video, including just past 60 seconds where the deck lid is opened and closed, and there's a lady in the trunk. So kind of a funny video. Uh, you'll see it again just past the 330 mark. So... Uh, yes, Ice Cube, back in the day, Vert Alert with a 66-67 blue convertible. I don't know which one it is, um, which year it is, but uh, check it out. Ice Cube, the great, back in the day, who's the Mac? All right, a few more things. Smugglers Blues updates. So really the big uh, updates that I've had, my friend Paul built the kick panels. I've shared some of those photos in the LincolnForum.net that is the one of the best resources out there. I know the forums are kind of on the downfall because of Facebook, but uh, if you go to the LincolnForum.net, you can, of course, um, go into the forum, 
go into the customized forum and then customized members projects. And I try to share and keep that thread going because I can link photos from Flickr right into there very easily. And um, yeah, so the kick panels, I did, uh, my buddy, we've been friends since middle school. He's done pretty much every car stereo project ever in any vehicle I've owned, including my S10 that I still own. And he built one-off kick panels, started with aluminum foil to fiberglass to building these amazing panels with a removable cover. We recently mounted them last week. We He used his oscilloscope to dial those things in, and then obviously his ear, and uh, they sound fantastic. So uh, more on that. I'm trying to work on a video that's going to batch over to YouTube to kind of show the process that I went through to install them. Uh, for anyone that might want to watch that. But uh, the kick panels are done. And I forget if I covered when we did the last episode with Pat, but I did finish all of the bulbs in the dash. That was a fun project. And I did finally put the dash back together. You know, 6465s are pretty much the same. And um, it was kind of fun to get it back together, knowing that I'll have to take it back apart again when we do some of the AC updates and whatnot. But... You know, my feedback to anybody is I've been there before where I have stuff apart for five years, 10 years. And I tell you what, it's kind of nice just to put stuff back together and go, okay, well, if it's going to be two years before I do my next project on it, I'll take it apart then and I'll take more photos, I'll document it again, whatever. But, you know, my feedback is don't let stuff stay apart for too long because it does become confusing and uh, you'll tend to forget where things go. But, that's why I try to take a lot of photos and I try to document it in the Lincoln forum as well uh, to help other people out. So my 64 Lincoln Continental Smugglers Blues, those are some of the updates. I do intend to have Blair do a little bit more work on the car. Although we have had everything rebuilt on the engine, everything was, you know, the steering pump, water pump, all that. I do think there's a leak coming from the steering pump. So I'll talk more about that in the future. I do know that Richard Lund from Suicide Slabs, he has a guy that basically came up with a steering setup to re- to remove the crank-mounted steering pump. Now, the steering pump works fantastic on my car. I mean, I can turn super easy, but I do believe my car and other Lincoln owners, I do believe they will tend to leak there, and the rest of my motor is 100% sealed. There's nothing leaking on that thing, and I have a feeling that it's coming from the power steering pump, so... I'm going to investigate some more of that, and then I'll keep on cruising and give you guys updates on a future episode. And finally, shout-outs. I want to give a shout-out to a couple of guys that I've seen at a few shows this year, including Lone Star Throwdown. I was out in Texas in February. I was over at Orange Beach Invasion in March. But um, a couple good dudes, uh, they're constantly out there uh, with their cars. One guy is uh, David Newman, and uh, that's race underscore rage number seven so race rage seven on instagram uh he's always out there he's always hustling he's a good dude always enjoy talking with him he's a part of relaxed atmosphere and just overall a good dude now the other guy is justin red patch tx on instagram love his 65 got a chance to chat with him a little bit at orange beach invasion took photos of their cars both at both of those shows and uh they're always out there doing the the damn thing I know um, one of his guys, Sublime, on Instagram, has done some killer work in the car. 
I've tagged him a couple times, Subline Heights on Instagram, uh, from kick panels to custom stereo stuff. Uh, just in general, man, just really rad and uh, pretty cool stuff to see uh, Sublime Heights. So want to give a huge shout-out to those guys, and uh, thanks for all the support. So in closing, I am going to move into doing seasons with this podcast. And what that means is I'm not going to be on a schedule of doing like one a week or two a month. I'm going to go through and do a season, might be 10, 12 episodes, and then stack more content and then come out with season two, stack more content, season three. Uh, I'm a fan of Back to the Future. And if you listen to Back to the Future podcast with Brad Gilmore, that's what he does. I've had Brad on our lifestyle podcast, uh, which was a super fun episode. He's a lot younger than I am, but he's still a Back to the Future fan. And he's done a fantastic job over on his podcast. Uh, If you're at all interested in Back to the Future, check out Brad Gilmore at Back to the Future podcast uh, via any podcast app. But I say that because he does a fantastic job of having his seasons it allows for the creator to go out, do you know, do the content, get things done, get the content out, be able to take a little break, restack more content. So uh, look for more episodes coming here with uh, Lincoln Addict. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to the podcast, please do so. I promise I'll be getting more content out. Check me out on YouTube as well. I'll be getting more content out there and uh, definitely appreciate everyone. If you need maintenance, window switches rebuilt, amp gauge rebuilt, things like that, uh, let me know. You can email me, lincolnatticpodcast at gmail.com. I'll get you in contact with Blair Farmer. Typically, I'll give out his email, and then you can email Blair with a you know a clear ask and what you need. If it's a part that you can send to him and have rebuilt, including a carburetor, he'll take care of you. They also uh, can potentially book you in to have maintenance done on your vehicle. Uh, he does have a little bit of a waiting list, and he has a method to his madness. But he's got a full a shop full of cars, and uh, man, he's been doing this for forty years. He's one of the best. And with that being said, I do want to uh, do a tip of the cap to John Cashman. Uh, for those that don't know, John recently announced his retirement. We've all kind of felt that it was coming the last five years or so. At least my intel has led me to that uh, belief. Uh, John came by the house. God, man, it was probably a year and a half ago. Uh, Tony Boss Bowen and I got a chance to go have dinner with him one night. And uh, John Cashman's one of the best guys out there. Super nice guy. He made a living off of uh, his uh, his work. And uh, he's doing a fantastic transition of ConvertibleLincolns.com over to the new owner. But uh, John is still on Instagram, and I hope that that will continue to stay. It's uh, He's under the Lincoln man. And uh, John, I've watched your recent videos. And uh, thank you for being a previous guest on the podcast. Uh, we really... I truly look at you as inspiration. I mean, you've helped keep these cars on the road for many, many years, and a lot of these cars may not be on the road today if it wasn't for you. Of course, Blair Farmer and then Chris Dunn and and some of the other guys. But, John, you've definitely done your part, and uh, much love from Lincoln Attic Podcast. Dude, true legend. Uh, Love seeing you on Jay Leno's Garage, and I appreciate you you coming to the house, uh, hanging out with us a little bit, coming on the podcast in the past. And uh, just really an honor to know you uh, and, 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 you know, get to know your new pup. So, uh, John, wish you all the luck in retirement. Have fun, drink some beer, and stay in those sandals that you love, man. So, with that being said, we're going to move into the audio from our guest. Thank you guys so much. Big ups to Jeff at Devious Customs. Again, DeviousCustoms.com to order your suspension kits. In my opinion, it's the best suspension kit on the market. He'll even get it powder-coated for you if you pay the extra fee. 
talk to Jeff. Uh, all of my uh, 64 components will be Devious Customs. Additionally, thank you to Michael and team at Colorado Custom Wheels. You can visit coloradocustom.com to order today or email or call Michael and team. The customer support that they offer is second to none in the business, and that goes a long way in the billet wheel market. So whether you need a steering wheel or custom wheels for your car, look no further than Colorado Custom. With that being said, enjoy your week. Take care. Lincoln Attic Podcast. We out. Hey, hey, as I mentioned, we got our next victim. We're kind of getting back on track here, and we got Ran Ferry Hymas, I believe is how I say yes. it, right, homie? Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah. Well, listen, dude, thanks for taking the time. Uh, just wanted to say, uh, what's up? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing, man. I'm doing. I'm uh, keeping my head up. Um, you know, I think everybody's had a rough last year and a half. Mm-hmm. So here to be, uh, you know, I'm happy to be here. Um, thankful to be alive and uh, just keep moving forward, man. So other than that, I'm doing good. Yeah, I tell everyone, man, count your blessings. It's crazy the stories we hear and you know the people we lose all the time from youngins to the old school guys. So I uh, just want to thank you again for coming on. I know it's been a little bit of a, um, you know, I talked about it earlier in the intro, a little bit of a, a gap there. So I've got some plans, obviously, moving into this year and getting going again. But you're going to be our first victim to kind of get this re-rolling again, and I appreciate it because I know we've talked a lot, um, you know, a lot of times over Messenger and stuff about cars and whatnot. But I wanted to see, maybe just share a little bit about yourself, like where you live, maybe where you grew up, any kind of backstory there for the listeners. Um, so I am a first generation immigrant from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my parents, uh, we moved up here when I was eight, uh, to North Carolina. Um, I'm from a small town called Bisco. Um, ain't much here. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, I've been here ever since. Um, just got to you know, I got, I got fiending for custom car stuff when, when I got up here, mm-hmm. uh, when I was probably about eight years old, I started reading a bunch of little writer magazines and being in the East Coast, there's not a whole lot of stuff out here. So you just got to see it in magazines. And, you know, um, I try to modify anything I have. I think I have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, many of us do. Anything. Yeah, many yeah. of us do. You know, now there are some of the purists out there, no matter if it's Camaros or Lincolns or Impalas and stuff. But, you know, a lot of us, what I love about custom cars these days is, you know, the term that's thrown around a lot, but I think it describes what a lot of us do is, you know, resto mod. You know, it, it really, yeah. you kind of go, hey, I love the design that these designers had. Let's you know, right. bring it up to, you know, current standards with braking and stuff like that, which, you know, oh, we'll, yeah. ta- we'll talk all about. Now, I want to do something a little different. Like what I, I typically at the end is when I'll try to get some of the social media stuff out of the way, but. In case someone's listening and they're like, hey, I want to follow along and look at some of the photos and some of the stuff you do, why don't you give out your Instagram name now so that people can go check it out if they want to? Oh, yeah, that's cool, man. Um, so my I have a, my shop name is uh, just 109 with the N mark, Collision. Yep. Um, you, you can just find us on under 109 Paint Collision. Um, that's where we do a bunch of the paint work and stuff. And then my personal... Instagram is, you know, mr underscore hymas h i g h m e s s. 
Um, I share, just share a bunch of personal stuff there and, you know, cool car pictures in there. But uh, that's pretty much it. Um, I'll be more active on Instagram a whole lot more. We're in the middle of a move. Yeah. You know, we move locations. So I'll be a lot more active here, you know, soon. Uh, I just had to take a break from it because moving businesses is a whole different ballgame. I never, this is my first time doing it. So been extremely busy. Hey, listen, I totally understand. So um, 109, if you search on Instagram, 109 underscore paint and, so A-N-D collision, you'll see it. Listen, homie, I helped all my friends move when we were younger. And when I finally moved, I've only, I'm fortunate, I've only lived in a couple of places here where I grew up. So I moved out and when it came time to move, I hit up all my homies and they're like, oh man, I'm not available that day, man. I was like, dude, I hoped you moved to like the third story apartment this and then you move out in a year. I'm like, dude, I ain't having this. So moving is no fun. And I've seen shops move and I mean the tools and lifts or whatever you got, man, it's it's a big undertaking. So I wish you all the luck with that. Oh yeah, man. It's it's been a it's been uh it's been a challenge, but we're almost hundred percent moved in now and getting back to the rhythm of things. So it's it's nice to see progress. Good, good. Well we wish you luck, like I said, on that. Now when you look at uh, Ran Ferry's uh, Instagram, you're going to see, this is going to help paint the picture of a lot of the stuff that he, you know, is into. And one of the things that I had noticed, you know, is, is obviously I spent a lot of time on the R Lifestyle podcast, which is also known as OLP podcast that I produce every week. And then I also co-host it, you know, and this is all oh, separate yeah. from, you know, my day job. I just love doing it. But I noticed mini trucks over on your page as well. That's really what, you know, got me into the custom automotive truck world back in the 90s but why don't you give a little backstory like is that was that the gateway for you to get into doing custom cars and trucks yeah yeah so that's um like i said you know i always so it started with lowrider cars at first you know but you know i was you know 12 years old you know admiring lowriders and Mm -hmm. i couldn't afford anything like that so uh i bought a 99 ranger and uh you know that was uh, i bought it Worked a couple summers and I bought it, um, and then it was just like, all right, what can I, what can I do with this to make it cool? And I didn't know about mini trucks because we we're like in the country, country. Ah, okay, so so you kind of did it, you know, on a whim. You weren't like following mini truckers, so to speak, you know, out west. No, 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 we weren't following anybody out west. It was just me and one of my close friends, uh, Nick Jaimes, and uh, we uh, we started hanging out a lot, and we, we just started bringing mini trucks. I'm like, oh, man, you know, they're doing this cool stuff to it. And then before you know it, that's when uh, Drop Jaw, um, you know, the, the shows up here yes. in the East Coast. That, yeah. So that's that's when we, we sort of got started, man. And it started with that 99 Ranger. I think one of the guys in Severtas, Florida has it now. And uh, that's that's pretty much oh, where I wow. started. There. Is that the truck Millar has? Yeah, he's in my club. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, the orange one, yeah. Yeah, small world. I yeah. I knew that you had a connection, and you sometimes I think had rolled a couple times with the severed guys up there or whatnot. Yeah, uh, know those guys, but I didn't realize Millar. He's um he's the VP now of our Florida chapter. Good dude. Oh yeah, uh, quiet yeah, guy. Is, but good dude. You know what I mean. So he's yeah. he he's he's always hustling. But that's that's interesting. What um you know we could spend the whole podcast talking about this, but. You know, I've mentioned it before, and a lot of times I also have an opportunity uh, to do uh, the Street Trucks magazine. I, I write a column each month, but they're also ramping up their live streaming, right, at these different shows. And I've kind of, you know, it, we're, there's been a little bit of bumps in the road a little bit with the live stream. So some of this probably didn't get aired through the YouTube channel, but 
you know, I often remind people, many of us, many truckers know that the bigger wheels and the air suspension, a lot of that culminated out of the mini truck world. Now, I've done extensive research on air suspension and actually goes back to like Greyhound buses originally and things like that. Yeah. Um, Brian Gendro in the early 90s, not to go too much into it, you know, he was like one of the first guys to go, hey, let's put a bag on this truck instead of an air shock. So it's yeah. ironic, uh, to, you know, to see, you know, now with hot rods and Lincolns and all this stuff with the air suspension, a lot of that, you know, I don't, I, you know, there's kind of a direct correlation that it, that it, you know, really, you know, manifested from there. So when I looked at the Absolutely. photo of your truck, I was like, man, it's, it was a nice one that you built. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of memories in that truck, man. My mama, uh, it's funny because, uh, I painted the dash of that truck. Um, and my mom's uh was in her laundry room, man, and she hated me for like two months for that thing. And it, so every time I look at the dash of that truck, that's the first thing. It's it's cool, you know. It's a cool truck, man. I love that little truck. So it's definitely definitely cool. Now, did you get a chance to meet? I, I know you said obviously drop jaw for those that you know might know some of the history with the main trucks. You know the shows that were going on up in that way. Did you f- kind of find that you were venturing out to those and you got a chance to meet some people? Uh, nah, man. She's like my situation when I was building all my trucks was completely different. Um, you know, I was I was building like trucks in my spare time, and I was putting myself through school. So it was like there wasn't a whole lot of networking wow. okay. done. You know, it was just like I was on the ground, bro. I was constantly grinding, constantly grinding, and uh, um, you know, so it was like custom cars have always been my side thing. Uh, but there's always, you know, I'm you know, running business all the time. So I really didn't have a whole lot of time to network like I wanted to. You know, things have changed now. You know, I, I network a lot more and meet a lot more people now because I actually have the time to. But back then, there wasn't a whole lot of time for it. Yeah, I totally understand. And I appreciate you kind of keeping it real because a lot of folks, you know, there's a lot going on in life. And I tell people, you know, my friends and stuff, it's like, hey, you know, health and education and all that stuff and whatever you're shooting for, you know, it's, you know, focus on that stuff. And that sounds like what you did. And now before we start, because I want to learn how you, you, um, how you kind of connected to Lincoln's and whatnot. And I'll, we'll talk about that shortly, but now keep me honest. I think I remember seeing posts. Um, did, did your, um, did your pops, did he pass away? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I like. So I've always loved Lincolns, man. I've always like been crazy about the Continental. I think uh, I I was like 16 years old when I when I saw one that um that Devious did mm-hmm. and the, or they shared, and I was like, all right, that's it. That's what I'm working towards. That's oh. what I want to have when I'm 30, <laughs> you know. Yep. And so I put it in my mind when I was 16, and I got I got my first Lincoln was a four door uh, Lincoln, and me and my pops were supposed to work on it. And I had just got my house and, you know, I, I got the Lincoln and like, dude, like two months later, we found out he had cancer. Mm, so, sorry, yeah, yeah, it was it was a tough one, man. Tough, tough, you know, ended up taking care of him. Then my, shortly after my mother, she she had a stroke, so I had to take care of her. And so, yeah, that was the first four door that I got was a four door 64. That's 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 where it started. And then I got, you know, we went to the coop. Excellent. Now. Well, again, you know, I'm sorry to hear about your pops. I, I, I recall you had posted some photos, like where you would drive the car over to the gravesite. That was you that had posted those, right? I'm trying to yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I got an inspiration from that. I, I unfortunately lost my pops three, a little over three years ago, and it was totally unexpected. And 
you know, Starter. he just, yeah, thanks, man. And, it, you know, he's in a sleep and he, you know, none of us knew that maybe he had some heart challenges or, you know, whatever he was kind of going. I was very close with him, so I, I knew him really well, but I, I know it's it's never easy. So I just want to say that, homie. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Now, yeah, my, my pops, man, uh, you know, he didn't speak a whole lot of English, but anything I did, bro, he was like my main supporter. He he always would tell me, he's like, I'm going to help you. He's like, it might not be much help. And I might be in the way, but I, I'm going to help you. <laughs> That's like, real cool. talk. It, yeah, man. It was it was dope, man. I was looking forward to building with him. But, you know, uh, life has different plans for you, man. No matter how much you can plan, life will throw you a curveball in the heartbeat. So, you know, just kept it moving. Yeah, and the resilience that you have and how you respond to those tough situations is the mental that I've been able to, to try to, you know, don't want to say grow, but, you know, try to focus on, you know, over time. So, right. you know, definitely thanks. Thanks for sharing a little bit about your pops. Um, now you mentioned the four door sedan. Was that the car? If I look back at your Instagram, it looks like you had tagged one of your homies, one low six foe on Instagram. Yeah. Is that the car? Yeah. Like, did it end up with, with the homies in the homies hands? No, no, no. That's actually Mike's car. So Mike, uh, ah. Mike's been really good. Yeah, yeah. So Mike, uh, Mike got the car. Um, I had just got my my first shop, and um, he uh, he was asking if I could help him. You know, help him bag it, and you know, when he could when he couldn't come help me, you know, I would finish it off. So that was his personal car. I think that car's in Texas. Ended up in Texas somehow. Yeah, I've um, seen it around, but, and the air suspension, the air management photos that you had posted back in 2018. That was a lot of nice work in there. I mean, Viair compressors, which I remind everyone, that's the heart of any air suspension. Love Viair, right. but that was a nice setup. I appreciate that, man. It came out pretty cool, man. It was like he had a bunch of ideas, and it was like we just clashed them together, and uh, they came out. It came out cool, man. I love that car, and you know, that won't push me to sort of like take the bigger leap into my my '64 and finally get back on it, man. But I love that car. It's a beautiful car. Yeah, if you go back on Ran Ferry's um, Instagram, you know, far back, like I said, 2018, you'll kind of see some of the photos. I mean, it's a, it's a killer trunk setup. It's one of the photos. I love Instagram. I can save. I can click on that little ribbon and save it, and I had saved that one. It was like, man, yeah. nice work there. But so how did – like what would you say did, – did you see someone – I mean, you kind of mentioned with Jeff, right? So you saw mm -hmm. Jeff DVS, that's one of the homies. Did, so you saw that, and then you kind of was like, hey, I want to get one. Did you realize then that you would kind of have this like love-hate relationship like we all do with Lincolns? No, um, I realized it. <laughs> I realized <laughs> it when it was like, I'll tell you the exact moment I realized <laughs> it. It was me, me, me and my son. Uh, he was probably like a year and a half old. Okay. And we had we had spent all afternoon watching the car, ready to roll. And we hop in and we get broke down on the side of the road for like two and a half hours oh, on the way to the cruise. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, I hate this car. I hate it so much. But it was like just the mad love of people seeing the car on the side of the road that made me realize how much I really loved the car. But that's the exact moment when I realized I was like, I love him and I hate him. And I tell anybody that too. They're uh, they're a pain sometimes. Yeah, they definitely are. So now I want to talk about your other car because I think you still have. So you have the sedan, but let's talk about the one how I kind of learned who you were and and through this kind of small Lincoln community. The coupe that you have to me mm -hmm. is just. I mean, it's, it's awesome. 
So talk to us a little bit about the coupe, man. Like what year is it and uh, what engine, so so everybody knows what engine you have and stuff. So it's a 67 Lincoln Continental Coupe, two-door. And um, do you just want me to run you through through everything that's on there now? Yeah, and yours has obviously the 462. So, you know, yeah, most people well, know. Now, yep. Yeah, currently it's a LS swap. So it has an LS in there now. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what I wanted to get yeah. at. Because you, you rolled with the 462 for a while, but you did. Yeah. You kind of went the route that a lot of people did where you're like, you know what? So let me ask you this: Was it the reliability piece? Like, what was it that made you want to switch it up? Oh, it was actually so. Shortly, so so shortly after uh, my mother passed away, it was the last time I drove the car. So I put it up for a little bit, and I had a power steering leak, and I could never get it fixed, never get it fixed. And I went ahead and yanked the engine out, and I had the LS laying around for my '64. So I was like, um, I already have the engine now. I got the plates to do everything. So like, I might as well do it. And I, I sort of regretted it because it, you know how it goes. You know, once you have them open, you keep digging. Mm-hmm. You keep digging, <laughs> and then yep. then it turns to a, to a big project. So um, that's how it all started. It was uh, it was just a, uh, it was just timing for me. It really wasn't like uh, the reliability because the 462 was like an amazing engine in that yeah, car. It is. It's a beast. Uh, yeah, it is. It's a beast, bro. It is so smooth and it just fits the car so well. But at, I was already had, like I said, you know, it was I already had everything out. I could I could get the car back on the road a whole lot quicker. And it was just going to be, I mean, just a little bit more reliable than before. Yeah, definitely. Now, yeah. talk to us a little bit more about the overview of the car. So uh, what about the paint and then the offset of the rear wheels? Yeah, so when I when I started the car, I wanted to sort of sort of scream that it was like a a car that a mini trucker and a low rider like sort of clashed together Lashed and it together. was like the perfect yeah, you know, and it was like, how can I do that to sort of tone everything down and make it all flow together? So, um, you know, I've always lo- loved billets, man. And, uh, you know, they're 22 by eight and a half up front, 22 by 10 and a half in the rear. Uh, I don't remember the backspacing off the top of my head. I just wanted to fit as much lip in the rear because of the, the way the, the fenders roll on these cars. It just looks so good when there's a big lip back there. And I didn't want to have to cut into the car and narrow it. So I sort of wanted to keep everything like 1967 on the inside mm-hmm. and sort of like spice it up on the outside. Yeah, you you did a good job with it. Now, the rear offset, this is something that a lot of people, I mean, it's not like there's been nobody that's done it. But in the mini truck world, like on my 94 S10, obviously narrowed rear end, narrowing a rear end is like nothing in the mini truck world in the full size scene. But on your car, uh, talk to us about the narrowed rear end because that can't be a it can't be a stock rear end, right? No, it's stock. It's oh, stock, it is. Actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's stock. It was just like I had. Um, I mean, there was hardly any room, you know, up up there. So I just squeezed as much as I could squeeze out of it. But yeah, it's a stock rear end uh, on the back of it. Uh, it's just like a, it's like the perfect offset for for the arch of the car for the for the shape of the car. I sat there and thought about going a bigger offset, but I just didn't want to cut the inside of the fenders up and have to, you know, redo the whole interior just because the interior was so mint, so perfect for me. Um, you know, I got two kids now and, uh, you know, I, I, I love for them to enjoy the car. And my mom was in the wheelchair. She she had a struggle, so she she wasn't like really careful riding in the car. 
So I wanted something that could be weathered and it could be used. And if it, were, if it looked old, I, that's what I wanted, just to be able to enjoy it more than anything on the inside. And I didn't want to do that with the narrow rear, rear end on the back. Yeah, I guess I never really looked at it super close. I mean, you kind of had me fooled, which is a good thing because to yeah. me, like it has a nice lip to it. Obviously, you had to tub it which is a key thing yeah. of getting it that low and, and depending on what size. Now, w the width of the wheel, were you like 8 or 10 inch right around there? Oh, no, in the back? Yeah. 10 and a half. 10 and a half. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. so so obviously yeah. some tubbing and stuff. Now, talk to us yeah. about the paint because I think um, in, in my 67, if I ever finish my coot or my sedan, I love the – you know, you mentioned the mashup of the lowrider side with the mini trucks. And, of course, I love what these lowrider guys do, kind of the top half of the car. Yeah. Talk to us about that, man. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, like I said, I always modify anything. You know, I paint I paint cars for a living, and I'm like, man, I like, I want to I wanna learn. I want to learn how to do something cool. And I was like, what better thing to do it on than on my personal car? So I, was actually, I think this one was my second top I've ever done. You know, it's not perfect by any means, but uh, I just wanted to give something uh, just just so when it looks from far away, you can see it a little bit, but it's it's nice and detailed and clean and presentable when, when you get up close on the top. Um, the size of it is just a, it's off a, a 2018 F-150 is the ruby red. And, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty commonly used across the board as a, you know, a, a go to red. I just went ahead and put a couple more coats of candy on top of it um, to protect it because, you know, I, I drive the car a lot. So I wanted it to be well protected and, you know, still be able to use it really well. Well, it, it came out fantastic. I mean, it's one of my favorite aspects along with the, the rear wheel with that nice lip on it. Talk to us about Appreciate some of the other it, things. I mean, obviously, you got the custom paint. We're talking about the, you know, rear offset and then the LS swap. Uh, talk to us about... Um, other aspects of the car i mean anything else you want to kind of share yeah um let's see i, I mean it has the uh, dakota digital gauges uh you know uh converted all the window motors which you know the the window motors on the lincoln's <laughs> and the 60 lincoln's are horrible oh yeah so i yeah i converted all those to a new style um uh let's see what else we got you know of course it's uh it's back on four corners with chopping block uh kit on the okay. front and the rear um, I just got a nice little clean setup in the rear that my my boy up there Dino did in in Greensboro, North Carolina. He cleaned the trunk up for me really well, so I could use it. Uh, what else we got? Um, you know, I ran through all the braking, of course, uh, LED headlights, converted the the window uh, wipers, uh, well, the wiper motors uh, from hy hydraulic to electric. Oh, did you? Okay, so, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I went, went sort of, like I said, I wanted to keep everything looking stock on the inside. Um, you know, but just, uh, upgraded a little bit and the car came out really well. I mean, but them, them coupes have the best roof lines out of any car I've ever seen, man. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. They look fantastic, especially with that rear smaller. I forget what they call that smaller window. The, you know, yeah. the rear window when that's down, and you obviously yeah. have a pillar, pillarless car. I mean, it's not a, it's not a uh, sedan, but it just it just flows. Now, I want to talk to you about the so the wiper motor. So it's funny is I've got to do something with mine because my friends Blair and Teresa they have never seen the problem that I'm having. I can move the switch, and you see the little thing that's moving. And even though the power steering, all that stuff is fine, 
for whatever reason, I think my main module that's up near the firewall, there's a valve, I think, and there's what Blair told me, and, it, and maybe it's stuck, and my wipers mm-hmm. will not work. Now, for a while, when I would drive, just during the day, they would just barely creep up, and then I'd get to my destination, <laughs> and my windshield wiper would be all the way up, and I had to just go, eh, move it right down. So, you know, these cars have a mind of their own. Obviously, parts are over 50 years old, but did you end up using this you know, I'm asking because there's probably other people out there that would want to do this. Did you do something custom or did you utilize that company that recently came out with a conversion kit for the cars? Uh, I did something custom. Um, I just, uh, I can't remember. I got the idea from, uh, oh man, the gentleman up in, uh, I think he's in Canada. On oh, the Pat. Suicide Pat. Pat, man. Pat's the man. He's the Dude, man. That, he, bro, he has so much knowledge, man. Uh, shout out to Pat, man. He, uh, like, I hardly ever comment on anything, but I just like he has Soaking so much up knowledge. Game, on yep. Yeah, for real, man. But I got uh, I think he used like an, uh, a Wrangler or um, wiper motor. So I just grabbed one of those and uh, I grabbed a universal switch and I made my own harness and made my own bracketry and I just dropped it in there. Um, I was able to utilize some of the knobs. So it sort of it still looks like factory, you know, so that was pretty cool. Um but yeah, um, I and I saw the company that just came out with their stuff. I might use it on my '64, but I just had all this stuff laying around. I figured I wouldn't hit it, drop it in there. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, for any listeners out there, you know, these cars. You, you obviously, if you've went back and you've listened to the kind of the catalog, we don't have a lot of episodes, but there's a good enough out there. You know, there's guys out there that are going to go, okay, I want to redo the vacuum locks and make them electric. I want to switch the you know, type F fluid that comes from the power steering pump for the wipers. I want to make that electric, you know, you can get everything working typically, but if you don't have an expert or like with, in my case, if I didn't live and I didn't know Blair, you know, I mean, we literally had a little hammer the other day tapping on the wind, the window, or excuse me, the, the wiper motor housing, just trying to go like, okay, you know, God, is there something stuck in there or whatever? But Sometimes when you don't have those resources, you know, you go to the Lincoln Attic Facebook group. I know Suicide Slabs has theirs as well. And the amount of information that people share or, hey, I, you know, ditched my pump because I ended up running this. I mean, the Lincoln Forum is awesome. I love it because there's so much detailed information there. And then, of course, Facebook's kind of the new school version of it. But you can really get a lot of information out there, can't you, uh, when you're looking for it, Homer? Yep, most definitely, man. And it's like it. That's what I mean. It's it's so cool about the Lincoln community because everybody's so willing to share it. I guess that's because <laughs> you know <laughs> we pulled our hair out it. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know. It's not like a. T- I think for years it. Some people thought it was kind of like a tightly guarded secret and this and that, but you know, obviously, you've got people like uh, Chris Dunn at Lincoln Land, and then you have Blair and Teresa. Yeah. You know, they're kind of. Uh, a well-kept secret right over there. They're, you know, mechanics. They do a lot of stuff. TC does a lot of the detail work. But if you know the right people or you know where to go to get, you know, the content, the information, your life with these cars can obviously be a lot easier. But um, now, before we talk about your 64, was I, so I, I figured, hey, now we'll let the cat out of the bag. So your car that you owned a while, the red one that we've been talking about, right, the coupe, all this work in it, yeah. motor swap, bagged, nice lip on the rear offset. What um what's the fate of the car, man? It um they actually supposed to pick it up 
to tomorrow or Tuesday, and they're taking it. They're taking it to Australia. Right. So, so that, you sold that, it. Yeah. Now, now, how did that sale yeah. go about? Where did you post it? How did that go down? So it was on classic cars uh, for a while. Um, I had I had a bunch of interest in the car, but you know everybody wants the four door. So it's uh, and I, I knew it was gonna take a while, maybe for somebody to light the coupe. And uh, this gentleman from uh, Australia, his name uh, is uh, Mick. Uh, he fell in love with it, and uh, you know we made it happen. Uh, took me took me a little bit to get it get it all the way, you know, up to par to be shipped and stuff. I never realized how many how much stuff's involved to ship something overseas. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he, uh, it's leaving and it's going to Australia, so that's gonna be pretty cool to see something all the way across the world now. Uh, yeah, you know, you got a chance to work on. Yeah, I agree. And what I would tell the listeners is, you know, I have the the account Lincoln Continental Sales, and so often I've, I've, you know, I see people that want to buy a car, and they get, you know, I can understand, but people get really freaked out when it's like, there was a guy over in the Middle East that we were trying to sell. I mean, a beautiful convertible. I mean, this thing had every upgrade from John Cashman parts to air suspension. I mean, it had everything, but people were really freaked out when you would say, "Well, it's in Dubai." And what I would tell people is, I mean, there are people every day that buy and sell cars and ship them overseas. And have we all heard a couple horror stories? Yeah, there was a a guy that Tony knew that, you know, they restored a Cadillac here and they were shipping it somewhere. And, you know, it wasn't strapped down right and it got beat up in the container and, you know, it went to Japan or something. It's like, okay, we've all kind of heard those. I haven't seen photos, you know, so I don't know if it's hearsay. But right. I, I would encourage people, don't be discouraged if, you know, if you find something that's really nice or you can have people put eyes on it. Don't just be like, oh, well, you know, he's in the U.S. and I'm in Australia. You know, it's it's not unfathomable that you could buy something and it ships, you know, it ships overseas and it arrives fine. You know, it happens every right. day. But now where you're at um, in the Carolinas, so I know out west – the, you know, they go over to, I think, Long Beach, right? They go to the port. Um, do you have any insight to, how, like, how does it work here? Are you just, is he going to have a guy pick it up and then take it to one yeah. of the ports over on the East Coast? So, from my understanding, it's going to uh, LA or okay. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, somewhere over there. I know that. I just know they're going to pick it here and ship it to California. And I'm assuming the transport company will, will take it from there. Um, I, I don't, I, I assumed it was going to be like in Charleston port. Cause that was the closest thing to me, but, uh, it's going over there first. And then from there it's going to ship out. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's going to have a long ride and, uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous because yep. it's still my baby, you know? Um, so, but you know, once, once it leaves my hands, it's out of my hands, but I think, I think it should it should be fine. Of course, you know, just like anything, it might get a little scrape here and there, but I think I think it should be should be fine. It's a long road, and I'm just putting my faith in them people, and you know, it's hopefully it'll make it you know safe and sound to Mick, and he can enjoy it for a very long time. Yeah, real deal. One of our friends, Josh Criswell, he's a JD CRIZ on Instagram. He's sold, I think it was two cars, and I think they. I know one went to the Middle East, and I want to say the other one may have as well, but he's had a couple of um, – I know one was a 65. They might have both been 65, but you know he's had great success doing that. And sometimes, hey, if the money is there and the people want it, you, you kind of go, hey, I don't care if you're from the, the town next to me or across the world, you know, 
uh, show me right. the, show me the green, and then we'll make it happen, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful car, but you know, time to move on to something else. I love it, and that's something else. You know, before we kind of conclude and wrap it up, I did want to talk a little bit. So, talk to us about your '64. Like, what model is it, and you know, what plans do you have? Um, so this one will be nut and bolt pretty much from the ground up um it's just it's the 64 uh four door um um uh it's just uh, i already got the you know the engine bay ready for the ls swap um it's already bagged the cpp breaks all the way around you were in um this one i'm probably gonna keep like on a 17 inch billet with a two and a half you know white wall around it um and uh full interior um I'm probably gonna do maybe some like wood grain type work on the on the um, the trunk setup, um, and I think I want to have a nice sound system on this one too. But um, that one will probably I may mean to have it done at the end of the year. Um, I'm I'm just behind on a couple projects now. I want to sure. take care of those first, and then I'm gonna hop in, probably take some time off, and really finish mine off really nice at, towards the end of the year. Awesome. Well, I know you're excited about it. And as we yeah. all know, you can plan, plan, plan. And with Lincoln's, they sometimes, it just, you know, the money, the the extra effort you got to put into it, it doesn't always go as planned. But, we, you know, we tr- we try to plug away and still make stuff happen. Right, right. It's, you know, you, you got to love these cars, man. Uh, nothing, you know, it's just old metal. Uh, the door doesn't even close the same like on a new car. So it's just, <laughs> you got to, yeah, you know, you got to love these old cars, man. Um they're a pain in the ass sometimes, but uh, sometimes those are the the funnest things in life. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Like like my friend uh, TC, she always says she's on Instagram. Lincoln Basket Case to Beauty is her Instagram name, and she always yeah. says, you know, you got to finesse it. You know, you can't you can't uh, on these cars. You can't just slam it in, man. You got to take your time, and it's definitely yeah. true. I've had mine a little over three years. I think it is three, yeah, three going on three and a half, and. It's you know there's I I want things a certain way so I'm I'm okay with waiting. Uh, it took me 18 right. months to get my chrome bumper back. People are like, man, that's crazy. But advanced plating up in Tennessee, they had a fire, and I knew that. And they said, ah, eh, we'll probably be back going about six months. I boom, drop it off, and that six months turned into 18 months. But I don't know what it is, man. As I've gotten a little older, I have way more patience than I ever had. So right. at right. least when it comes to Lincoln's, you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that grows from those too because, like, if you don't have any patience dealing with the Lincoln, you might as well sell it. <laughs> yes, yeah, because I and we see it all the time. Someone's like, "Man, I'm not about that Lincoln life anymore," you know? Yeah, it's a whole it's, it's a whole different life. So if you don't have any patience, you might get some when you own the Lincoln, and if you don't get some, it's time to sell it. Oh, absolutely, that's, man. that's a fact. That's yeah. a real deal. Well, you know, you mentioned earlier. I want to give a huge shout out to Jeff at Devious Customs. He's one of our uh, sponsors. So, uh, tell remind everyone you can go to deviouscustoms.com. He's got everything from resto mod parts, air suspension. Of course, he even is making some uh, replacement window switches and things like that that are kind of uh, again resto modish. So, you've got yeah. those options out there. Um, before we end, is there anyone else like in the Lincoln community that you know that's helped you? I know you mentioned Pat. You know, you mentioned Jeff. Of course, given some early inspiration. But uh, was there anyone else out there that? You kind of felt like um, I know Tony seems like he's always a go-to guy too. Yeah, yeah, Tony's always good. Good, um, you know, it's everybody really, man. It's um, no matter you know 
if it's you know Saturday night or something, you can post something up, and somebody will get to you, man. Uh, as uh, everybody, other other guys at the Suicide Slabs page, you know they they've all been great. So um, it's just everybody, really, man. No matter no matter how small of a question it is, somebody has to answer for you, you know. And it's it's a truthful and helpful answer, not just you know just some bullshit, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Rand Ferry, thank you so much, yeah. man, for taking the time. I, I would encourage people. It's 109 underscore paint and collision, all spelled out. Uh, go out there. Right. Check out. I love the photo you posted on April 1st. It was the coup played out, but it was on the Supremes. You had the lowrider bike. I was like, dude, that's what it's about, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm going to miss that car. It's, it's, it looks so good with the Supremes. It rides so well, too, because I love cruising super low, and this, the Supremes does it. So it's a, yes, it's, a, it's a beautiful car. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. again, thanks for taking the time to share with all the, the Lincoln addicts out there. Uh, we certainly appreciate uh, you and what you've done for the Lincoln community, building some cool stuff. I know you've had your hands in some other builds. Maybe we could talk about those the next time. I oh, would yeah. say uh, best of luck to you with um, you know with the sale and getting that shipped over there. I think that will all go good for you. And you know, rest in peace to your mom and your pops. You know what I mean? I appreciate it, man. Same to you and your, your old man. And uh, hopefully we'll see each other down there at Slamfest this year. I know uh, things are a lot smoother for me this year, so I'm definitely making it down there this year. Good, good. And um, if if something happens we don't, we'll link up at one of these, homie. All right. Sounds good, man. Yeah, you have a good one. Stay on the rise, my brother. We at you. Uh, you know it. Peace. All right, bro. Bye.